Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. From the Bud Light Studios, Bud Light, easy to Sunday. KKSCFM HD1, Profield Denver Boulder. Hey, it's Andy Lindahl. Hey, it's the Moe's. Christopher Dempsey here. It's Denver Sports Talk on the station where you get it all. This is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Columbus, Hastings, and T-Mac. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Like a light bulb. All of the other reindeer. What is this man? Used to laugh and call Holy cow. Names. The Rudolph they remix? Poor Rudolph. Joining any reindeer game. Scotty, you're there in uh, New York. Did you, what's the most Christmassy thing you saw in New York City? Uh, Katie doing a remake of Elf. All right, talk to us. What are we gonna see? Well, you gotta watch. You got. You gotta watch the show either tonight or tomorrow. Are there costumes involved? No, I don't think so. Well, no, then what's the just... remix of Elf then? What, if there's not costumes no, involved, look at me. Look what oh, you oh, oh, oh! What, what Scott? <laughs> no, I mean, did you just call Katie a lamb? No. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Although, look at my toe. Oh my God! What happened? Blood. You cut your toe off. I mean, I, cut I, it off. I hit hit the end of the bed. Show it again. Show it again. I didn't I see it. A, well, I got a big a toilet paper oh, wrapped on. Damn. And I don't have a I don't have a uh, band aid. So what, wait, what what did you wrap around your toe? Toilet paper. Oh, TP. Jesus, oh, God. <laughs> I figured yeah. it works for your face. Why not? Wait, wait, wait what the hell? Did, when did you bang your toe? Uh, literally five minutes before the show. It has oh been my bleeding God. like crazy. Oh yeah. my lord, dude. Yeah, you need some help. So, Should we send for yeah. services? Well, you, you, you need know, a you know I'll call you a, a wambulance. Le- a, 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 a lesser, a lesser man probably would, would wouldn't uh, call the game tonight. So, uh, mm. no, <laughs> so you and PJ Locke. PJ Locke um, yeah. took a bus, uh, an RV for forty hours to play a game, and you're wrapping toilet paper around your toe. You, you and PJ are in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, you know, one semi life threatening, and I guess, you know, over time I could bleed out. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this toilet paper, and then you know, and then I compress it with my sock over the top, and you're good. Do you, yeah, we'll see. Do you need stitches? Are you? I mean, it's, how bad is the laceration? Oh, no, 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 not like no. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like we got a bleeder. The, yeah, I didn't know it would bleed this much. There was a funny moment. So Kareem Jackson's back for the Broncos, and they're all talking. All the you know media folk are talking to Kareem and our buddy Troy Rank, and we love Troy. We love Troy. But you know Troy's not a you know a workout holic, of course, and you know and, and not many people in the media are you know just to keep it real. So there was a moment where you gotta listen to this carefully, but it's kind of funny. He's talking to Kareem Jackson about. Um, you know, are you are you good to go? Are you ready to play? And Kareem says the following. 
Uh, not for me personally, no. No, uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I've been off, come off the off season, and it's you know, it's been a little longer than a month. But uh, I mean, I don't think I'll need to see anything as far as to tell myself that I'm ready. I mean, it's it's like riding a bike. I mean, you don't forget. I mean, you haven't rode a bike in how long? I'm sure you can get on one today and ride it from here to the stadium if you had to. So. All right, folks, we all love Troy. Do you think Troy could pick up a bicycle and ride from Dove Valley to the stadium? Yeah. Yes. Think you could get that done? Yes. Okay. Riding a bike's not that hard. What's that? D-Mac, D-Mac, you do it. I thought, hey, I do do it. Should, should we do a little compare and contrast of uh, D-Mac and, and Troy Rank on, on, on Twitch? If D-Mac can do it, <laughs> Troy Rank can do it. I just thought it was funny that he looks at Troy and goes, you haven't ridden, when's the last time you rode a bike? Long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> well, long but time. I don't think he was necessarily making fun of him. I think he was trying to no. show a point. No, it, but on one hand he was and one hand he was. On one hand he was, he goes, I mean, look at you. You probably haven't ridden a bike in a long time. But, <laughs> but, but you, could, you, you could probably ride to the stadium, right? right, you know right. I mean? if, if, if he did throw out. If you had to. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Right. I mean, you could probably do it if you had to. If you had Life's to. on the line. Troy's like, it's a long time. World, world blew up. No automobiles. Uh, that's pretty funny. I just thought the whole interaction with, like, well, you know, it's like riding a bike. When was the last time you rode a bike? Long time. What else, we, much, what else we how, get for Kareem? We get anything interesting? How much, yeah. does Kareem, how much does Kareem play when he comes back? Well, here we go. Let's cut, cut, cut number two. Has Sean Payton been talking to you at all? What do you say, Kareem? What is Sean's message to you, man, coming back? Uh, he really gave me a message. So, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Ooh, is it a good thing or a bad thing when the coach isn't talking to you? Um. So, so here's the question: Who's who? Who did he throw more shade on, Troy Rank or the coach? Well, probably the coach. I think he was just joking around. I think he, he wasn't really trying to throw shade at Troy. It's just funny to hear Troy say he hasn't ridden a bike in a while. No, I think he's. Well, you tell me what you well, think of his comment. Uh, first off, I don't think that Sean Payton talks to many players, so I, I, I think he's kind of in his own world, and and he does his deal. We learned it about Russ last week. He, you know, he's not getting like he's not afraid of. <laughs> having to handle relationships. But I do think it's a little bit interesting. Like, if I was the coach of, of the Broncos, you know, honestly, I, I would have called Kareem into the office, and I would be like, look, man, I know you, I love you, I trust you. Go be you. And that would have been my message. I, I, I honestly would have talked about the – I would have been like, hey, don't hurt the team. I would have joked about it. I would have been like, look, we're going to need you. You're a huge part of this thing. Come back and be you. So, if anything, that's what I would have said. Well, it's surprising. Listen, and, and I'm around the Nuggets more than any other team, but but how many times have we all heard in press conferences Malone say, well, I talked to this guy, you know, going through tough times or whatever, you know. I sat down with him today. We had a good conversation about it today. We, You know, I, uh, I want to talk to him tomorrow, shoot around. I mean, he's thrown – those comments out a thousand times. Now I know it's easier when you've got, you know, fifteen dudes traveling with you as opposed to fifty-three or sixty or whatever it is that, that travel on the things. Um, but it is a little surprising 
that a head coach wouldn't at least reached out to the dude, even when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, listen, you're gonna you, you take these suspension. You got a place here when you get back. You know, we got probably figure ways to, for, for you to play smarter and, and do everything else because we need you out there. So it's a little surprising there's been no conversation. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. And then that K-Jack well, would actually admit it, too, when, is when, interesting. When, when you ask how much does K-Jack play, I would keep it pretty light this weekend. Uh, you, you know, you're coming off edge. It has been a month, right? So first off, like, are you in game shape? No. Um, but you're also playing a bad football team. Looks like the Patriots offense doesn't get any worse. Uh, it's, it's absolutely one of the worst. Op- maybe, I don't know, statistically, they might be literally the worst offense in the NFL. Uh, so I would play him. I would kind of give him a. I would. I would set like, hey, I want 15 reps. Uh, maybe I want. Maybe I want 18 reps. And I would do it like a checklist. Get it ramped up a little bit, and then you find out. Now you got a little bit of time. You can compare and contrast. You got PJ Locke out there. You got Kareem Jackson out there, and you can compare and contrast into real time. Now you've already got evidence. You've got. You've got game film from the games that PJ played without Kareem. But it gives you an opportunity this weekend to not have to thrust him out into the deep water. They are last in points per game. They are 28th in yards per game. Well, last in points per game, that, that's the only the stat that matters, All right? right? Well, then so, there they go. They're th- 13.3. So they're the worst. So it's the worst offense in the NFL. There you go. Nine points matter most, right? That's yeah. the most important stat. So they're, they're, there you go. All right, one more from Kareem for you guys to break down. Asked if he can play different. So here we go, Kareem. Can you play different? It's it's tough, but is there anything you can do differently? Or? Uh, I honestly don't know, man. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just start ankle biting. <laughs> it keep me out of keep me out of trouble. So maybe that's something I should start doing. All right. Uh, okay. Little, little I've been, I've, me there, right there. Well, I've been very, very defensive of Kareem Jackson because I love him and I love the football player. I didn't love that answer for a couple of reasons because my biggest fear of playing Kareem Jackson is not a penalty. I, I really don't care if you get me another 15 yards. My biggest fear of playing Kareem Jackson is, is he going to go out there and play in fear? Is, is, is he still going to be willing to be the dude that makes him Kareem Jackson? Uh, and that answer right there, number one, it's a little bit defiant. Like, no, I haven't learned anything. Like, like I, I have no clue. And I think Kareem's got hosed in a lot of ways. But listen, he also put himself in this situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you've had plenty of time to reflect on it. But what I heard there more than anything is, well, I don't really know how I'm supposed to play football. So <laughs> it's crazy. I, I, I hope that that's just him just like – I've got a shtick now. They, they've been beating me over the head, and I'm not going to cave in and admit I'm wrong. But if, if that's the attitude going out there on the field, well, we don't want him out there if that's the attitude he's got on the field. Well, what was his conversation with that he said he had with Goodell who said his job was to protect the offensive right. player? Yes. Right, right, yes. right, right, right. So if you're a defensive guy that's been smashing dudes your whole career and now you, you've been told by the boss of bosses um, – that your job is to protect the guys. I can see where, you know, and, and there probably is a little woe of woe is me. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised, that, you know, do they even activate him this week? Do they give him a whole nother week of working out and getting more ready? I don't know. Well, yeah. they, they, they certainly don't need to. Uh, I mean, I think you beat the Patriots with or without Kareem Jackson. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to activate him, that's an option. I personally would go the other route. I would use it as an opportunity to give him a little bit of a ramp up. 
Well, I already yeah. said what I felt. I would have just let go of the guy. I don't think you can trust him. Um, you guys are kind of yelling at me about that one. But I just, hey, nice guy. Cool. I don't trust him. Um, All right. Are, are the Denver Broncos' defense better with P.J. Locke? I, th- I think so. But I don't know where P.J. Locke's health is at right now. I'll tell you this. But so you'd still be willing to move on from him? Like, literally get rid of the well, dude? Well, I'm a little bit nervous we- about P.J. Locke now that he's in an RV traveling across the country like National Lampoon's vacation. So I guess I wouldn't because I, I – DeLarian Turner yell, stop. J.L. Skinner, he ain't played. So, I mean, you need Kareem for depth no matter what. So, no, I wouldn't let go of Kareem right now because you are in a playoff hunt and he's, you know – He's a veteran player, and he's better than those guys. Skinner and Turner Yell? Well, he's the best of them all. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if he's better than P.J. Locke right now, but maybe he is because P.J.'s in a RV. You know, I, don't, listen, I don't know. Now, listen, P.J. was going through a, a lot last weekend, and, and maybe that justifies the, the bad performance. But outside of penalties, and I know that's part of the story, but outside of penalties, can you name a game that Cream Jackson has ever let you down? Well, but the, you're taking away, you know, the the main thing that has let us down about no, him. But, but so, so no, I guess. But, but I mean, performance wise. So I mean, if if you're just going to decide who's a better football player, Cream Jackson's the better football player. Uh, okay, listen, I'm not fighting City Hall here. They don't have to activate him. Maybe they won't. Who knows? You should beat the Patriots. Uh, us and Dan and and Grizz and I don't know. Th- these Patriots are terrible. We could rally our us up and Scott's a quarterback. We know that. Independence High School, Dear baby. God, we know that. Yeah, hey, I know this. If I put back that quarterback, we're running the football, Tyler. Let's go. <laughs> who hey, we? Who hey, we? Put me a t- hey, hey, we used to have a big backs formation in high school. Yeah. I, I, I got in the big backs formation. Put me back there, baby. You want the ball? You want to carry the ball? Hell yeah, I want the ball. Who's, I mean, if I'm going to relive my football life, I'm going to do something a little bit more fun than playing O line. Who's Who's blocking for team altitude? Who's Who's on uh, Team 92.5? L- well, Lindall is a Lindall, dog. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the O line. He's a dog. Yeah. He, You've got you've got the center body. Uh, what? Well, you're a little bit short, but stout. Wow. You know. Um, Damn. Well, what position do you think you look like right now? Right now, no, I'm I'm terrible. I, I'd be a, a, a the world's worst slot receiver and the slowest <laughs> cornerback. I'm I'm a detriment. I'm not helping. I'm not helping out in this this scenario. But I'm telling you, the Patriots suck. I just, look, bottom line is bad. I was underutilized for my proper talents my entire career. Oh my lord. So what are you saying? I should have been. I'll put him up. Put him C- and C- in. I'll just throw it up to him. There you go. CJ should have been on the this. bench, and I should have been carrying the rock. And let me just tell you this between the three of us, and I know we have fun and all that. Would we survive more than <laughs> over and under one play? No way. The, yes. Would oh, we survive God. over over or under? We'll make it one and a half. Like, we might actually get up, but then limp to the sideline. So, that does that count as one and a half? Speaking for me, ain't no way I could survive a real football play in a football. There, there's zero, no, zero I, chance. It, look, maybe I'm delusional. I think I could play a football game. Like, a whole game. As a running back that you want to be no, a running back. No, What no, position? You no. ain't get, Put, you're getting – one, You're getting one carry and you're done for the – you're done for your life. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, that was a yeah. joke. That part was a joke. We're, yes. take, we're right. taking you and Samson, your dog, in at the same doctor. <laughs> <laughs> take me to the vet, baby. All right, well, time out. Scott, you are 6'10", and you tell me how much you want to say you weigh. 6'10". Well, about 290. 
Well, you certainly could do something at 6'10", 290 in a football game. Hey, hey, let me just tell you what. With that offensive line and as slow as I am, I roll out and I'm going to throw it. One guy hits me one time. I ain't walking. I ain't walking back to the sideline. Hey, I, I'm calling Jacksonville and letting them borrow their cart to wh- wheel me off. Hey, Scott, hey, hey. Scott, just play on schedule. Get rid of the ball on time, all right? Now, yeah. now, now I, I, can, I, can, I can run some RPOs, but guess, what's, guess what? The P's out of that equation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run some ROs when we're taking the P. I'll play, I'll play quarterback. Hey, Scott, here's we, what. And we ain't no RPOs to it. Here's what you could do. Shelby Harris-style defensive lineman. You, you get there, you instantly get knocked backwards, and then you just put your arms yeah. up in the air. Just, and try to knock a ball down. That's yeah. it. Because Shelby specialized yeah. in that. He just gave up on the bat. Boom in the chest. Arms go up. And he, he, he knocked out a million passes. You could do that, yeah, Scott. Just, you could do that. I just want. I just wonder, am I tearing my tricep or my Achilles first? I'm trying to figure which tendon blows up. Oh, first. Achilles first. Wait a second, because, me, because that's that that's absolutely taking actually, the first contact. I should really ask this. Can you guys both dunk still? Barely, and and I mean barely. You, I, 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 went, I went out uh, a few months back when we were we were playing like a with Dover. We were playing uh, against other radio stations, and it took me a solid. 45 minutes to get lubed up, but I got it down. You did. I got it down. Real basketball. Whoa. Right. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Scotty, can you at this point? Uh, I I believe I still can, but I will never try to dunk it ever again. See, you'll never know. Life. So now you can do it for the wait, rest of your wait. life as Why? long as you never try. Why won't you try? Uh, last time I did it, I went up and dunked the ball <laughs> and, and dunked it. And then I, I felt in the, my left Achilles a little, uh, uh, like a little uh, uh. little needle prick in the back of my Achilles. I'm thinking, I think I snapped a cord or two. I think I think a couple of them little strands went, and I'm like, uh-uh. Uh, too no funny. More. All right, uh, no dumb no questions. We got that coming up. Um, 303-504-0925. You can hit us now up on Twitch. I can set Twitch. a screen still. I can oh. set a screen oh, yeah. better well, like than the best the of NBA. Them. Like right the best of them. No, nobody's doubting that. That's for sure. Right and, now. Hey, should we, uh, should we uh, pass out cold to any Denver Broncos players or anything today? Well, you know, we could do that. Should we, should we figure out who's on, you know, who gets who's, nice, who's who's getting cold? Who's naughty and nice? Yeah. Sure, we could do that coming up. It's uh, PhD on 92.5. It's Columbus, Hastings, and DMACC. Altitude Sports Radio. It's the beginning. We just got started. 92.5. Everybody's singing. Hey. All the bells are Sucks that he passed away. Tom Petty, one of the uh, all-time greats. All-time greats. Love Tom Petty. Him and the rest of the Wilburys, all great guys. There's a, uh, other Jeff Lynn. Is there any of them alive anymore? God, Roy's dead. George's dead. Tom's dead. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's still. Bob Dylan's still alive. Bob Dylan's still alive. Bob, Di- Bob Dylan and Jeff Lynn. Yep, 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 yep. 
All right, uh, uh, Dan, we have good news about the Avalanche. They won a game. They scored three goals in a period. Listen, I thought this was going to be hard. This happens apparently every game now. Yeah, I mean, Nikola Jokic gets a triple-double every other game. So that one we knew, but three goals in a period has happened in left and right for the Avalanche. So when the Nuggets have a triple-double or the Avs score three goals in a period, you can win a pair of tickets to any three concerts, events, or rodeos to the granddaddy of them all. Cheyenne Frontier Day's complete concert lineup will be announced in March. Tickets to CFD Road. Rodeos and concerts are the perfect gift this holiday season. Visit cfdrodeo.com today. Your keyword is Santa. Text Santa to 303-504-0925. When you do that, you'll get a bounce back text. You're in the running, and we'll pick two winners coming up at 245. We go to Santa, no, we go to no oh, dumb no. questions in about five minutes, and um, 303-504-0925 for that, too. Did you guys catch what the Dodgers did? Did you see what's going on here in the good old uh, Rockies division? Oh, they spent us some money, ain't they? Oh my God. Just, just, just cool, Billy, Billy Plus. Now, I don't know much about Yoshin, uh, Yoshinobu Yamatomo, but I bet he's good at baseball because he just signed like a 12-year, 300-something million dollar deal with the Dodgers. You throw that on top of Shohei Otani, uh, and they have a billion dollars committed to two dudes Two dudes. They're, they're making the Yankees of the old look, look like a bunch of pores. This, you know, like like unbe- unbelievable. This is this is insane. What is happening right now? I mean, if this doesn't buy a championship, they need to just bl- burn it down, burn the whole thing down. Yeah, talk about expectations. You, let me go again. Yoshinu, Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu. I bet it's it. Yamatomoto. You know, no, I don't think so. But you listen, the guy's 25. Um, he's apparently the, you know, next to Shohei, the next thing. And the Dodgers got both of them. <laughs> How do they. D- listen, this is why. And I love baseball. I'm a baseball guy. But this is why baseball sucks, by the way. Stupid. This, this is why baseball is just dumb. Be- because teams can do this and other teams can't. And, and really, what are the chances? Listen, I, I get why the players love it, but, but tell me, why do the owners not want a salary cap? Why, why do they not push for this? Like, why do they allow this to happen? Because they're the, they're the, the weakest ownership group facing the strongest uh, um, player union. Players union in all the sports. Yeah, and, and there's an inherent advantage in these larger markets with larger TV revenues that other places don't have. They, really? Like, you're telling me if all the billionaires came together, they couldn't put their foot down and get this changed? Yeah, but you're talking baseball in the Los Angeles or New York market. You just get bigger revenues. You just get more dollars because you can work out your own TV deals that you can't do in Kansas City or um, some well, of the smaller I, I, places. I mean, I, I guess, but yeah. the Padres basically did the same thing last offseason. Um, well, listen, nobody's saying that you assemble a team of the highest paid guys you're going to win. I mean, that's not an automatic, but it helps. I mean, you're in the running, no doubt about it. Yeah, Padres starting to sell those guys off, too. They, they, they are, went yeah. for it for a year, so let's do it. And then they got to now, – now, the Dodgers – and the Yes Net Network with the Yankees, I, I think we're, we're close to a half a billion dollars a year revenue for the TV rights. Well, I, I think I saw a stat, maybe Dan, but one of you, one of you guys sent it in on the uh, on the group text. The Dodgers have spent more money this offseason than every other team combined in Major League Baseball. Combined. There you go. Is that right? Who sent that? What have you guys sent that? Dan, was that yes, you? Yes, they have spent uh, – so all other 29 teams in baseball or whatever it is have spent $900 million combined. 
Golly, Dude, man. One team has spent more money than every other team in the in Major League Does Baseball. this ruin baseball, then? Oh, baseball's been ruined. So oh, no. I don't know about that. Oh, D-Mac, you're delusional. By the way, I, uh, the I mean, Rockies what? have contributed zero to that $900 million for the other teams. Rockies so. are just fine. And for Rockies D-Mac. are just fine. That should be our mantra this year. Tyler, yeah, the party, the party deck is awesome. The Rockies are just, just fine. Rockies everything's are, great. Everything, everything's great, guys. Everything is fine. When World Series viewership <laughs> has gone down every single year for ten straight years, uh, you're telling me it wasn't already broken? Well, I'll tell you this: the talent in baseball is as good as it's ever. That's been. not the question. Well, that's part of the answer to no, me. No, it's not. Is it broken? The talent of these guys is better than it's ever been. Do people care? Yeah, I care, but you know, I don't know if other people care. You don't care, obviously. Well, I, I mean, I'm just telling you what the world says, and in, in, well, America, what what America says, and America doesn't care. Yeah, because Japan's not saying that. I mean, look, they, go back and look at what they're doing over there. It, it's, and even you know what? The, what was the thing which I don't really like? The World Games. Yeah. They had. Yeah. They actually, they actually was well well rated and well attended. Oh, crushed it, dude! The crushed World it. Baseball yeah. Classic when it was Mike Trout facing Shohei Otani was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen in my life in terms of a sporting event. And that was what in March, something like that. I thought that was. I love the World Baseball Classic. Hey, Pawnee Danza, Columbus, you aren't the world or America. Get over yourself. Go look at the stats. Go look at the stats for yourself. Tell me I'm wrong. Listen, I'll just tell you, baseball is as dare good. Is, it's as good as it's ever been. The rule changes are fantastic. They made another adjustment. They're making the games even a little bit shorter. Baseball can be consumed on a shorter basis. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I'm not here to twist your arm and telling you to like it. And I can see where. You know, when one team has such an inherent advantage over these other teams, it just feels like, well, what, what are we doing here? But I, I went to the 100th loss game on purpose this summer, this fall. I went to it because I wanted to see what it felt like for the fans to, you know, experience 100 losses in one season. And guess what I found out when I was down at the ballpark? No one cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. It was everybody was in a good mood. Seriously, everybody was in a great mood. They lost. Who cares? Well, but here's Nobody the difference. Cares. Here's the difference. Denver, Denver is unique, and all they're proven now is what we've been saying forever. You're going to get thirty plus thousand a night at the Rockies because there's no better place to consume baseball in the summertime than Colorado. It the weather's always beautiful. I mean, how many rainouts did they have last year? Other than after the spring, <laughs> can't even uh, think of one. Right. Um, it, 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 you know, you go there and it's 80. There's no bugs. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. To, to baseball in, in Colorado. That being said, it, it, it's tougher unless baseball is ingrained in you. Like, listen, St. Louis can have a bad team. Baseball is ingrained with Missourians and St. Louisans or whatever they're called. <laughs> they go to the game. They, they, they consume St. Louis baseball, good, bad, or indifferent. But it's not the same in, in, in every market. I think that's where some of the turns been. Um, and once again, the Dodgers are getting a half a billion dollars a year in TV revenue. I mean, something's going on in L.A. for them. They're doing okay there. I'll tell you what they've done well there in baseball and, and for the Rockies and St. Louis. I, I went to a game in that ballpark. Um, I've been to actually a couple of them over the years. My kid's going to school there. They've centered the down. Now, St. Louis ain't a great city, okay? I'm not going to try to sell you that St. Louis is some sort of great city. But I'll tell you what is. It's a great fan base. A a great fan base. And I'll tell you this, great around the ballpark. 
So if you just go like two blocks around the ballpark and you just stayed in St. Louis, you would think St. Louis is an awesome city. If you just got to the ballpark and you just stayed within two blocks, you'd think it's unbelievable in terms of a city. And you know what? The Rockies have done that too. They have. Let's face it. That McGregor Square area, the lower downtown, if you're just hanging out down there, it's awesome. Best thing Montford ever did. It's it's amazing down there, man. It's really yep. cool. It is cool. Yep. You know, and, and here's a question. So, like, you you literally can prove that America has lost interest in baseball year over year by looking <laughs> at the viewership numbers. But here's my question, because it, it doesn't necessarily look like they're running short on money. Are they making less money? Right, so so, you, you, so even though viewership has gone down year over year, and it has for the last ten years, every single year, gone down, are they making less money because of that? No, I don't think so. Because no, I no, because they're they're ahead, more sorry. of individual. They're more of individual corporations, whereas the NFL is almost like a collective. Yeah, baseball is almost like individual corporations, and the rich the rich pay the poor, if you will. Um, so the viewership may go down as a whole, but again, how how does the Yes Network, how does the Dodgers Network charge in a, a half? Listen, the the Nuggets I think are right around twenty eight or thirty million dollars a year to broadcast Nuggets game. Dodgers are five hundred million. Uh, the Yankees are five hundred million. So I, I don't know how, how how that viewership has gone down. The big markets are fine. It's the national brand and everything else that's iffy. I, I couldn't even tell. I can't even remember who was in the World Series this year. Who was it? Houston and <laughs> well, back, do you know? Wait, wait, oh, wait, baseball wait. guy. Baseball I know that's guy. terrible. Who was wow. in the World Series? It was a new. It was a good. Win, it was a new winner this year. But oh people God. care. They care so much. They no, care. but, but my, my bigger point was that nationally, yes, but regionally it's very successful. Wow, I am struggling to think who won the, the World Series this year. That's terrible. It was a new team. It wasn't the Astros? It was the so. Texas team. Oh, Philly. my God, the Rangers. Texas. That's right. The Rangers finally yeah. won. That's right. Okay, oh, time, Philly. time for no – they lost. I was rooting for Philly. A bunch of dirtbags there. Uh, time for no dumb questions. Columbus, Hastings, and DMAC present dumb, 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 dumb. No Dumb Questions. This is your safe space. Send us your not dumb question now. You're a smart guy. Tweet it, text it, or twitch it. It's No Dumb Questions. Hey, I know this segment's called No Dumb Questions, but sometimes there are. On Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Hey, just a reminder, Ivan Prozvatov will join us in uh, about 10 minutes or so, so we're looking forward to that. Scotty, you got anything on your brain? I got something, but I don't know what's, uh, what you're thinking about. Just real fast, so we've been playing Christmas music, and um, um, Dan, we'll see what list he got that from. Favorite all-time Christmas song, if you had to listen to one, what would it be, and what song would you never, if you never heard it again, you'd be okay? Uh, I got well, I got two. Go ahead. I got slam dunk ones. 2,000 Miles by the Pretenders. It's about going home. It's beautiful. Chrissy Hine. It's an amazing Christmas song if you're not familiar with it. And then I just love that Trans-Siberian Orchestra with the bell song. bum ba da dun dun da da dun With the guitar. Those are my... Are you kidding me? That song gets me so freaking fired up. I bet the... This isn't answering your question, but I bet the highest grossing song of all time, like most money ever made, it's got to be Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas, right? Maybe. 
Yeah, probably. Of all, of all time, you're probably talking White Christmas, but the the modern era, I would say that one is is way, 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 way up there. The Scott song, I just can't. I did. I'll stay away from Grandma. I got run over by a reindeer. Don't need yeah. to hear it. Got it. No, thank you. The Chipmunk song is. Listen, I'm good once or twice hearing that that bad boy and. You know, once the kids are growing up, me personally, I'm a fan of Baby It's Cold Outside before it got canceled. Baby It's Cold Outside before it got canceled anymore. (laughs) Oh, it's not. Is it back in? Scotty, you're in in your suit. What what do you think? For for my favorite song? Well, I know this is against Norman. I've not heard it. I think this because too many people like Ryan Harris got rid of it. I miss not hearing uh, uh, the Red Shoes. I miss the oh Red Shoes God, song. Oh, my God. That song. Miss, oh, my God. I, I miss the Red oh Shoes song. God, <laughs> oh, my God, Scotty. Oh, my God. You know what? I, I struggle. Um, Help me out here. Oh, it's the saddest song of all time. Saddest song in the history of it's mankind. It's the saddest. The Red sh- You don't know the Red oh, Shoes song? I, I probably do if I hear it. Oh, my Lord. It's Okay, go ahead, Scott. It's, I've, not, I've not heard it yet this you, year. Oh hey, should, should I be listening to it? Yeah, Holy Night, Holy Night. I always struggle when I hear that song because that was my mom's favorite song, and so that one always gets me. Uh, if I hear it, I, I like driving in the car and it came out. And Josh Krogan, I think, was was singing it, and, and I'm like crying in my car because I'm thinking of my mom. Uh, well, dude, you got to be crying at Red Shoes then too. Oh, Red Shoes. Oh no, that kills me. Uh, you know what? That kills me. You know what? I, I I remember what the best one is. The best one. Like, how could you not just feel good? A little pep in your step, rocking around the Christmas tree, just it gives you a little little pep in your step. The Christmas tree on a Christmas right? I got a no yep, dumb question a here, one. and we got to kind of move because we got Prozatov coming up. Do you think Sean Payton is going to get Russell Wilson a Christmas gift? Um, well, again, if you no, consider a pink slip cut. a Christmas gift. <laughs> What is the protocol for Christmas gifts inside locker rooms? Uh, we were talking about that yesterday. So you always do a secret Santa um, amongst your positional group, uh, and you would get fined five hundred dollars if you gave the worst gift. Okay. That, that was it. so. So you, you, there was some pressure on you, right? right? So you had to give really solid gifts. Obviously, quarterbacks traditionally give their offensive line something cool. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just gave his offensive line all pimped out golf carts this year. I was talking about this yesterday with you guys about my experience with Christmas gifts from my QBs. I got a gold-plated um, uh, hair trimmer from Matt Hasselbeck. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. I got a vibrating foam roller from uh, Robert Griffin. Uh-huh. I got a, a – now, this one was kind of cool. I got a, a, a Xbox One from Robert Griffin, which everybody's fired up about, until he said, hey, real quick, we just got to shoot a quick commercial for it. He was getting paid to give us Xbox yeah, One. still got something, though. Uh, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. If you gave me a gift that you're getting paid for to give me, that doesn't count. And then uh, Peyton gave us uh, – he gave us some really cool drones, which I promptly broke in one flying. Scott, are you going to get a ring for Christmas? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, uh, we have Prozvitov. You ready for e- Ivan Prozvitov? He's, he's a character. He loves dogs. And should he be playing more than Georgiev? Hmm? Let's ask. Hmm? All right, we'll talk to him next. Text Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 on the Shop Mazda text line. Quality use of the Shop Mazda text line right there. 303-504-0925. Shop Mazda. One price, one person, one hour. 
As Nachushkin chops it down the wall. McKinnon, is he going to get to it? He is. McKinnon with an open net. McKinnon with four goals. He's never done it before. But now he's got four. And he puts the icing on the cake for Colorado. Abs beat the Ottawa Senators 6-4 last night. Nice come from behind victory. We're joined by Ivan Prozvatov, goalie for the Avs. And Ivan, thank you for joining us. How are you today? Hey, guys. Uh, pleasure to talking to you guys. Uh, doing really good. Just got off to practice here. So. Okay, okay. So, you know, we saw you on the TV broadcast with a lot of dogs. My wife loves the dogs. <laughs> Everybody here loves dogs. So you, you got your you got a wife, you got a dog, you go for walks in Wash Park. Is that part of you enjoying Denver? Is that a, a good part of your Colorado experience so far? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's something that I look forward to every day. You know, it's kind of our uh, little routine during the day to go uh, make our pup happy, you know, bring him to Wash Park, uh, make a big circle there. So, you know, that's uh, definitely one of the best parts of my day. I've been a uh, bit of a roller coaster of a season so far. You guys got so much talent, and you're so good. And we, when it's clicking, it, it just it's just beautiful, right? But you know, even last night is a, a pretty good example of you kind of had to fight your way back from early mistakes. What's going on defensively that uh, can be shored up? How do you fix up some of the defensive issues? Uh, you know what? That's a, that's a long season. Uh, we had some injuries here and there. Uh, I think we got Kale back last night. You know, he was great. He helped us a lot. Uh, you know, when he's in our lineup, that's uh, that's always noticeable. And uh, you know, I think uh, it was just a couple of bad breaks we had. You know, I feel like a couple of bad bounces. They they're gonna happen. They're gonna happen for sure. But uh, I think overall, uh, we have a we have a really a really good team. Uh, you know, Gerard is gonna be back soon too, so that's gonna help us in uh, in our decor. So. You know, uh, the younger guys stepped in uh, when those guys, bigger bigger guys was out. So, uh, you know, but uh, there's been bad bounces. They're happening sometimes. But, uh, hey, we're practicing every day. We're staying with it. Uh, uh, coaches watching a lot of videos, you know, showing us. And uh, we're learning from our mistakes. So we're going to get better in that. Hey, I've talked to people. Uh, Tyler, who just asked a question, played in the NFL. I played in the NBA. I think it surprises people, uh, you know, when they can get down close. They they hear the chatter and how much stuff is talking. Talk about the communication with you and guys, your defensemen, whatever in front of you. Is there a lot of noise? Is there a lot of chatter? Are you guys always talking and helping direct each, uh, each other where to be, where to go, what you need? What What's some of that communication like? in game that maybe people don't see or hear for sure for sure so as a goalie you always uh you look up ice right so you kind of see the whole picture so um you kind of can help out help out your defense uh with the way let's say other team dumps the puck in right so your d faces the wall so he does not always sure what's going on behind him right like like we say, right. not everyone have Mario Lemieux's vision, right, in the eyes. So sometimes you have to kind of tell your D time, time. It means that uh, your D, D might have a time to kind of make a play, you know. He's going to have to just one touch and rim it around. 
So it's kind of, you know, uh, keeps him uh, off, off, off the pressure a little bit so you can yell time. Um, sometimes, um, so go, D is supposed to get the far side uh, most of the time in almost every system in every team. D gets the far side in the zone and goalie looks from the short side and gets the short side. Sometimes D is a little off and you can see it in short side and then far side opens up so you can kind of yell, yell him like move, move you know, because he's screening you, so st- stuff like that. And from the D side, it's uh, sometimes it's uh, behind the net calls, right, like over. It means uh, over for us. It's uh, puck going, going to the same side, you know, like up. It's going uh, back uh, to the side where puck came from, from the rim. So stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, when you kind of cover the puck and you don't see it, but you have it, your D can kind of help you out and, you know, yell like you have it, you have it, so you you don't move much, so you don't lose the control of the puck. Uh, so stuff like that, for sure. But uh, there is talking going on during the games, yeah. Anybody ever talk trash to you? Is there any team or any forward that comes down and talks trash to you when you're playing? Only, only, only my my guys when I play bad, right? No, no, no. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Imagine, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, there are some guys for sure, but uh, you kind of trying to, you know, like you know, this is a game, and they trying to get in your head. Uh, but uh, I'm not really big on those, uh, you know. I'm, I remember we played Calgary, and their guys they hit the post, uh, and it was a video timeout. Uh, I skated by their bench because uh, we were on the far side and during the second period, and they're like, "Okay, you're getting lucky now." I just kind of give them a smile or something like that, you know. But uh, doesn't affect me much. So, well, will you ever curse guys out or talk trash in Russian that you know they can't understand? Will you ever throw that out there? No, no, that's that's on Val. Val, Val does it. I'm not doing that. Val does that. <laughs> um, but I don't think I don't think you're doing it purposely. It just happens. <laughs> what you know? It's funny. Listen, your English is unbelievable. We should all be able to speak a second language as well. You speak English. It's incredible. But, Thank you. But, Thank you. But Val hasn't really... I know Val knows how to speak English. But but what's that like to sort of um, just commit to learning English? And, and how much does that hurt or help? Um, well, I guess it could only help, but does it have you found that it really does help you just assimilate to everything else going on that that your english is so so well yes for sure you know um so i've been in the us it's i think eight eight or something years so uh i came with uh, no english literally zero english and uh i came to junior so i was really young at that point and uh i think it's, it's easily to learn because i lived in the american family uh, in billet family right because i played in uh, ohl and ushl you know and mm-hmm. i really appreciate those families because you have those conversations conversations you know like uh, during the dinner uh, and stuff like that so it's just on a regular basis so uh, you kind of picking it up there you know and i think it's a little tougher for guys who come straight uh, from like hl to mm. nhl you know or to american league because it's already like you know you live by yourself and uh, you just communicate in the ring so like I feel like it's tougher that way, so it helped me out that I came in the US, to U.S. earlier, you know, so I kind of uh, have a little bit uh, of American mindset, you know, so, uh, yeah, but for sure, they're like, learning English and communicating with the guys, it helps a lot. You know, obviously, um, 
Taves' comments to the media got a lot of attention this week. And, and I'm curious from your point of view internally, uh, number one, if you feel open to sharing, how was that addressed uh, internally? And, and number two, do you think it galvanized the group a little bit? Uh, yeah, you know what, like sometimes it's just like, you know, misunderstanding uh, during the interviews, you know, sometimes you meaning to say one thing and then, uh, you know, you throw something else. He, he didn't mean to, you know, kind of point in any any guy. It was just like overall sad, you know, that we have to be better and, and we know it, you know, so it's, uh, uh, you know, well said by him. I, I kind of, you know, I, I think that uh, we... That some, sometimes you have to be better, and uh, he's a veteran guy. You know, he's a leader in the room, so guys listening to him. You know, when he talks, and uh, uh, you know, I think uh, he didn't mean to point in any guy. He was just kind of talking about our overall effort that game against Chicago. But uh, like you see, last night we kind of got all sorted out, kind of. You know, and uh, we have a really positive, uh, you know, a positive room. So. Uh, we got Landy around. He's here now, so you know it's good to have him. He's a good veteran guy, right? Captain, uh, truly, truly captain. So, uh, you know, we have a we have a good re- leadership group. So we we all good there. Hey, as a guy, you know, and playing a backup now, and so either when you're when you're actually on the ice, or even when you're sitting back and watch the game, and we'll use McKinnon, or I'll use McKinnon as an example, gets four goals like night last night. Do you ever sit back and watch some of the skill of what these guys are doing and go, "Oh my goodness, thank God they're on my team." Yes, all the, all the time. All the time, actually, you know, and when you practice with those guys, it's actually sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's not. So, uh, but, uh, you know, because they score a lot of goals, and you tell you that. But uh, for sure, McKinnon, uh, you know, Makar, and uh, Nichushkin, uh, all those guys, they're, they're so good. You know, it's uh, really fortunate to be in a team with them, you know. So uh, it's good that uh, you have those. And not to interrupt you, but real fast, what's it like for a goalie when when a team has a guy like a McCarr that's coming back from the blue line and is just as much of a threat to score as maybe the forwards? I mean, how much pressure does that put on on a goalie? Well, that's uh, because I played against them, right? I played against Colorado a couple times when mm-hmm. I was in uh, Arizona, you know, in other uniform. Uh, our opponent yesterday, actually, uh, tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, for sure. That's, uh, you know, I remember playing PK against those guys, right? Like when uh, when uh, we have a PK and Makar is up top and he sells the shot so well and then he just, you know, slips it to McKinnon and he one-times it. So just, uh, you know, uh, it's it's really big to have those guys in your side now, you know, same like Makar. He, like if you see his breakouts are insane, he's skating at our best in the league, you know, so uh, for sure it helps helps a lot and, uh, you know, it's probably a little scary for other teams. Are you uh, starting tomorrow night against your old team? Are you going against Arizona? Uh, I, I can I can uh, I guess I cannot talk on that you know that, uh, <laughs> post the lineup so <laughs> all right all right all right um, all right we got to wrap things up we really appreciate your time goalies are known for being a little bit different a little odd um, Ivan what's the weirdest thing about yourself I guess a really maybe weird thing that I do mountain biking in the summer. Like uh, and I'm, when I'm talking about it, I'm doing it really a lot. <laughs> you know, almost every day. I put a lot of money into my bike and stuff. So that's maybe the 
one of the little bit weird parts that you not see goalies do that too often. So, you know, I would, uh, I would leave it there. Have you mountain biked in Colorado? Have you ever been up to any of the mountains in the summertime in Colorado? Uh, during the season, it's tough, but uh, I'm going to spend some time here uh, after the season for sure Yeah, <laughs> to go for some rides for sure. So, All right. Well, we wish you uh, a nice walk and wash park with your dog and your wife today, and uh, and we really enjoy it. Hey, you're a tremendous interview. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, listen, let me just tell you, just you're a great guy to talk to. you got a great sense of humor, a great personality, and it's it's fun to be around you. So we really appreciate your time, Ivan. Thank you, guys. Thank you for this word. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. Ivan Prozvatov. Well, what do you think, guys? Seems like a dude I like to be around. Yeah. Hey, hey, with the pressure goalies have, I mean, in hockey, the probably single most important position, right? And and the most blamed position when things aren't going well. Uh, I can see where those guys need to be a little bit weird. Don't oh, they? Right. oh, goalies are—they're the weirdest. Of it's just kind of like cl- closers in baseball. They're weird, aren't they? They can be. You can be. But uh, listen, let me tell you, the way he was with us right now, he's like that all the time. Yeah, I mean, hockey players are generally terrible interviews. They really are. They're they're, they're boring. It's just not their culture. It's not what they want to do. Uh, but Gabe's tremendous. Gabe's great. You know who was great, too? Darcy Kemper was great. Darcy Kemper was always in a good mood, always had positive things, fun, fun to talk to. Listen, I'm not trying to bang on Georgiev, okay? I'm not. But his personality is so different. It's so different. And, yeah, I think it's good that Ivan is there for Val Nachushkin, too, because I think it might be a little bit lonely being in a locker room, whatever, when your English isn't that great. And you get a guy like Ivan around, and I think he's a good bridge with Georgiev. And, and Georgiev's English is just fine, by the way. But Val's a little bit reticent on that sort of stuff. So I, I think this guy has a lot of great roles, a lot of great roles for this team. I think he's a, a, a huge pickup, very positive guy. I really wanted to ask him if he thought he should be playing more. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not going to put him on the spot like that, right. of course. But I mean, no. doesn't every 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 backup thinks that though? Well, right. Yep. I mean, who would you be if you didn't think that? I mean, you how, should, well, you shouldn't no. be in the league, right? Yeah, you shouldn't be on the team for sure, right? And hey, there's a lot of fans out there that are having that same question right now. You know, Georgiev had a weird game. He played really, really, really well at times, and he let up a couple of like, you got to be kidding me. So. Georgiev seems like he's grinding all the time. That's what though. I'm telling you. He's men- he's mentally in a headspace that he's challenged right now. All right, it's uh, PhD on 92.5.